Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Recall the midwife, and we're back with our season two roundup. I'm Becky. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. And um, I'm just gonna not give a disclaimer this week because we're kind of recapping all episodes, so we may touch on some sensitive subjects. So just be mindful that um, you know, there may be things you aren't prepared to listen to, but we're gonna generally try to keep it on the lighter t- on the lighter side this time. Okay. Also, I've gone all American because I was like season two. <laughs> <laughs> you sound exactly like me, Bex. I don't know if the listeners are going to be able to tell us apart. Um, okay, girls. So we had a really good response, and we really enjoyed this when we did this for the ending of season one. So I have tirelessly and with much, much effort combed through all of the episodes from season two. And I have she actually has, quotes. though, listeners. Like, really, she really has. So well I done, really Jen. Did. I really did. I really did. Um, and I have pulled quotes from each episode. We're going to go in kind of chronological order because we like to make it a bit of a game and in order to help we kind of want people to be you know kind of knowing where they are in space and time with the season um i'm gonna read the quotes and then um the job is to guess who said it and then we'll kind of talk about the context around it i will just say girls there were some really tough episodes this season and i just really decided (laughs) i wanted to make this a fun one so i've tried to choose kind of funnier quotes and quotes that maybe um were surrounding storylines or events that didn't get as much like heavy discussion when we talked about it the first time so if that helps you there you go i'm excited yeah here we go um okay first quote now just just to say you guys last time i said like it's either a nun or it's not a nun obviously this time we just know it's kind of anyone in the in the periphery of the cast so just just be aware um, and I tried not to choose all like main characters. So just as a hint, there might be some people who are more secondary um, in this uh, like little roundup. Okay, first quote. 
Hooter's gone for the evening shift. I need to go and buy myself a pie. It's just be inconsiderate asking her for sandwiches. Is it? Oh, no, you go. No, I know. You go. Is it Peter Noakes? It's a husband. So you are on the right track. It's a husband, but it's not It's not Peter Noakes. No. Oh, hang on. I thought it was, so I didn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this is actually, a, this is probably one of the most obscure ones we're going to have this time. Hang on. Say it again. Just to make, just say it again. Hooter's gone for the evening shift and I need to go and buy myself a pie. It'd just be inconsiderate asking her for sandwiches. So, oh, is it the husband? It's labor, isn't it? Husband, yeah. husband is right. Whose husband is it? Do you guys know? The woman who's in labor, isn't it? The one who wanted the gas and air. Yes, Bella. Bella, <laughs> the one who was like, get the doctor down here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they call the midwives because she's giving birth and the girls are coming up the steps and the husband is walking out and he's like, oh, I've got to go to work, but I got to leave now because I have to get myself a pie. Like, I felt like it would be really rude to ask her to Imagine make lunch. Imagine just going to I work. Left. Your wife's in labor and you're like, ciao. <laughs> you're like, well, if you've had it by the time I get back, I guess I'll meet the baby once I'm done with the, <laughs> the first shift. That just made me laugh. Also, I don't know who Hooters is. I don't even know what that reference is, but I just really I thought that. Was... Oh, I don't know. That yeah, no, confused I... me. It was very random. But I will say I did get a lot of um, a lot of joy out of watching Dr. Turner just like fling himself across Poplar with the gas and air in his boot and everything. The little montage of that just had me going once more. So, okay. All right, next. Pull yourself together. No one's going to be looking up your drawers. <gasps> this is, do you know, Alex? Drawers? Drawers? No, I'm sick today. So is this, oh, no, I don't know if it happened in series two. Is this when um, Sister Evangelina and Trixie had to go onto the boat? Yes, it is. It is. And also, and... Just, just hint, Bex, all of these quotes are from season two. They're not from any, <laughs> They're not from any other <laughs> yeah, but series. Like, I never know what. <laughs> I never know what now was in series two because it all just becomes one big, yeah. So, yeah, so it's when they got to climb that, oh, my God, that rope ladder they had to climb up. I would not have got up that rope ladder. Yeah. I don't know if that baby was just going to be born without <laughs> me there. Good luck. I know. Well, and actually, again, when I was watching this, like, Sister Evangelina, like, they're they're rowing up, and you can tell her and Trixie are both very scared. And Trixie's like, oh, I really don't know how we're going to do this. And Sister Evangelina is like, well, they're probably just going to, you know, winch the boat all the way to the top and it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And then she's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not climbing this ladder. And she's like, oh, don't worry about it. No one's going to be looking up your drawer, like looking up your skirt, basically. And she says a few funny things. But um, yeah, that one, that one I thought was kind of funny. And I and I got to say, Sister Evangelina just has some golden nuggets in this episode. So I pulled a few from hers. Okay. I love that episode. I know it was all about exploitation and someone pimping out their child but it was just so heartwarming <laughs> uh, al i i tried to find i tried to see if i could pull the quote for um molly brignall's mom where she says like i did my dancing then but i never heard her say that i wonder if that scene was cut for me <gasps> you know like like i got the whole scene but i didn't get the whole scene if that makes sense yeah like, they, like they gave the context, but she didn't give that extra bit of like, oh, I wasn't really there for my kids. Yeah, she you was in a lounge. So the mm -hmm. fight, we saw the fireplace and everything. So she was like, yeah, I did, I did my done my dancing then. Yeah, done my dancing then. Okay. Um. All right. Now I'll give a little hint because this is this is a bit of a a bit of a tough one. No, give those first because I want to try it. Okay. Okay. I'll just give it to you straight first. I feel your touch, your warm embrace, and I'm in heaven again. 
That's the song. Yes, you got it. Very good. Hey. That's the lyric right before they go, you are oh, my, my special angel. Um, I just had to pull that because um, it's the one where Peter and Chummy are dancing in the in the lounge and everything, and they and they even said something about like, oh, we're dancing in the lounge, like you know, like what you know, we're losing. This is the what rest. this is the scene that you can really relate to, Alex. Yeah, that everyone does it, don't they? He just dances in the lounge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's after I, mean, I record this, I'm going down. My husband's waiting for me. He's just dancing on his own at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a couple of big pillows together and do it by myself until I have someone to do it with in person. <laughs> you'll probably have more interaction with that pillow than i will the football <laughs> you'll barely have like a warm body to stand up for you. <laughs> um yeah i don't know what that name is called i just literally wrote down special angel song so i mean i'm sure it has a really beautiful name but um that's what i've got okay um here we go next one i haven't seen you for six months and here i am banging on about concrete so I know who it is. So, so is it when Peter and Chummy have got back from Africa? Nope. No, no. Um, concrete, concrete's your, your clue here. Who trained in concrete? <laughs> it's Jimmy. <laughs> Very good. It is Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they just saw each other, and you know, she's like, "Oh, Jimmy." And he's like, "Oh, Jen, what are you doing?" or whatever and she's like well I work here every single day and then they go over to the she's like well do you want to have lunch they something whatever and they're on the thing and he's like well you know we're doing this and this and this and this and he's like and then she just starts laughing and he's like um you know he's like well here it is I haven't seen you for six months and I'm just banging around around concrete like how are you doing blah 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 and they have a long conversation like daddy will... pig daddy pig's world expert on concrete from Peppa Pig by the way just you know Jimmy is just like daddy pig is my point <laughs> In so many ways. Um, no, I had gonna say I had a little bit of a soft spot for Jimmy rewatching this. Like you had a soft spot anyway. You're just basically a big puddle of water for him. <laughs> I just like Jimmy. There's I just... no firmness, it's pure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like a tomato that's been squished. Um oh that's a terrible just that's for Jimmy. Terrible just for Jimmy. <laughs> I think my puddle of water one was worse to be honest, John, but carry on. <laughs> I don't know I just I I, and I will say we're gonna do this we're gonna do this in a bit but um I was really surprised by how different the story from Jennifer Worth's book about Jimmy is than how his story is in the not in the show yeah, and we, we have to, we have to go into that in like major detail but I don't know I think I just I think I just really like this actor like every time I just see him I just am like oh you're so cute and, and I, you know he's in casualty now he's a doctor in casualty oh I may have to watch casualty and he's not aged Jen considering that we're on like series what are we on now series 13 yeah well this was yeah this it's show, been 10 years hasn't it yeah yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, he just looks the same Jen he looks you know, twenty. He's, he's Benjamin Button. <laughs> he he really does have one of those faces that just look like it's just like a baby face forever. I think um, we I think we spent too much time on Jimmy. Let's go to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I could talk for four more hours, but I will give you what you want this time. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Uh, he will marry me. He just doesn't know yet about this. We're going to do it to terrible proper, the wedding. I'll have the dress. I love what Grace Kelly wore. And we'll have the house in the country. My chap will see to that. Now, is this Jimmy's, um, Jimmy's, Jimmy's, <laughs> Jimmy's, um, 
Jimmy's knocked Checking a bit on, bit on the side. The side. <laughs> knocked up. <laughs> She's in the Francine, family way. She's in the family way. Oh uh, yes, this is Francine. I just had to put this quote in there because I I just my I know I brought it up when we talked about this episode, but my mind absolutely boggles because like he doesn't even know that she's pregnant yet. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to get married. Like I've literally get picked out my wedding dress. I picked out the house in the country like he's just going to go along with it. And like, I don't dislike Francine. And like, I do get that, like without like marriage and, and something to make, quote, you know, the, the situation respectable, that she's really, really, really in a bad place. But at the same time, just like. I don't know. I just but she I, she knows he's a good guy, Jen. She knows he's going to do the decent thing. I know, but I don't. I and it's not her. And I talked about this before, but I don't know. It just, it just, it the presumption of it. It just annoyed me. I, yeah, I but just, in those days, that you could presume, like if if you got pregnant, they were going to marry you. That was the way it happened. That's what happened in the fifties. Maybe that's why she got pregnant. Oh, Ooh. someone's doing victim oh, blaming. Do- <laughs> She's not a victim. Francine is not a victim. Honestly, you two, I think you're a bit too on Jimmy's side. He knew what he was doing. Come on, calm down. They both did. It just, I don't know. I just also am like. Also, can you hang on? How is he so passive in this? Like, he was dipping his wick. Like, he knew the consequences that could happen. So, why is he like. Maybe Francine knew about Jenny and she was like, right, I need to seal the deal here. Yeah. Well, Jenny yeah. wasn't going to, so. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just, I don't know. I just, uh, let's stop I, thinking about Jimmy. Next question. <laughs> I bet it's another Jimmy quote. Yeah, really. I just, I've just chosen every single line he has from the next three episodes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, whether you are ready to hear it or not, I believe you are a wonderful midwife, Nurse Miller. Oh, Bex. So they're talking to Cynthia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. Well the juice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the lights the, the you know the engines are firing. Here we go. The lights are on. Um, the house it's is the warm. episode. It's the episode when the baby dies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's Sister Julianne. Yes. Very well good. Done. Very good. Very good. I actually, yeah, I I wanted to put more Sister Julianne in here because I didn't do hardly any for her last time. Well, I just but... feel like Sister Julianne is just so wise and amazing, and you can do oh. a lot wrong apart from the incest being all right with incest you can do anything really and she'll be forgiven true but also you can do you can do a lot more wrong than follow her advice in life she's very very wise and forgiving and lovely i just think you know sometimes i i am a very big neighbors fan and i think in life what would susan kennedy do that means nothing to american viewers it's a very wise woman in neighbors susan kennedy watch it it's great but um i think a lot you could do the you could do the same with what would sister julianne do Oh, I completely agree. That is a I, very good thing in added in life. Like, you know, if you're unsure of a situation, you feel a bit, what would Sister Julianne do? Unless really? it's about incest. Don't don't go with that <laughs> advice if it's about incest. Well, hopefully not too many of us are going to be encountering issues where we'd have to navigate that particular problem. So You'd be surprised, Jen. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the other thing about Sister Julianne, she is so wise, but her way of putting things and specifically jenny agater who plays her it like her whole like like the way she gives these the way she gives this gives the wisdom out her manner delivers delivery oh it's just 
like the way that like this is such a simple line and i i know that i do not have any of the same like magic or charm as a performer that she does but the way that she delivers this line this very simple line it just it's so beautiful and like you can tell that it really like because when i was watching the scene like cynthia has just gotten the news from dr turner that the baby's death was completely unavoidable no one could have done anything to save that child sadly sadly and so it's a relief but also still a you know a grief that Cynthia is carrying and she's trying to restore her own faith in her <clears throat> in her abilities and sister Julian says this to her and you can tell how much it genuinely builds her back up again but also it's said with such calmness like she's just yeah. so calm he is a very calm, yeah mm-hmm. cool and calm uh, you bet you could that? do that with your voice and my voice does not blend well to that kind of oh no I've got a horrible voice horrible voice I feel yeah. sorry for no. <laughs> At least you sound like a cartoon character like me. Well, um, see, see they, the nuns were completely fine with incest. What else were they complete? There was another really scandalous thing, wasn't there, that they were really forgiving of? Um, I mean, there's... Oh, there's... I know, the 14-year-old marrying the um, paedophilia. Yes. So oh, paedophilia right, right, and right. incest. Two things that, <laughs> if I'm honest, would we'll, we'll get you cancelled nowadays. Yeah. Should have should have got well, them cancelled then. Anyway. Well, even um even in the first episode of series two, when they talk about Molly Brignall, um, Sister Monica Jones is like, well, you know, like the law says a man has the right to beat his wife up to this certain point, and you know, that's what that's what it says. So, you know, there you go. And all the girls are like, like Cynthia, she's like, Well, I don't know if that's still the way it is. And she's like, No, I don't know. You might be surprised. And it was like, Oh my I don't know. They weren't condoning domestic abuse, but just to be clear. I reckon um, there's more of it going on than we see. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I think that's true in, in twenty twenty two, yeah. Yeah. I, I will say this. I, I've now been watching a lot of Call the Midwives, like even forward into many of the seasons. And we had said something earlier about the fact that we were like, Oh, we're really surprised that domestic abuse isn't like a bigger, consistent storyline in the show. But as I've been watching it, I'm like, oh, it's it's a very consistent storyline, even if it's something that's like um, not like front and center, it kind of is an undercurrent that's running through. In fact, there's a character in one of the episodes where she says like, oh, I really love my husband. Like, you know, what more could I ask for? He's like, he's never raised a hand to me. And he's like, always kept a roof over my head or something like that. And I was like, well, that's a very, very, very low bar. But I mean, okay. I mean, she was talking about a genuine loving marriage, but I was like, I think you can ask a little bit more than that. But all right, back. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Next one. Um, Okay, this is, this is, I really, I really, I think you guys are going to get this, but I really, it's a little bit wacky. Well, it'll all become clear when you've knitted the clothes. This is, this is, oh, who's saying it though? Who's she saying it to? Is it, oh, are they talking to Chummy? No. No? Is it that woman who runs off? Wants to run off? Have I started watching into series three? Yeah, probably. <laughs> this is this is this is like one of your all time favorite characters, Bex. Fred? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yes, Fred is an all time favorite, but no, this is like every episode this series. You've been like, I love oh, Jane. Yes, 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 yes. Is it about and Pinky and Perky? Pinky and Perky, exactly, yes. exactly. Yes. Yeah, I didn't want to give it away. Yeah. If I if I'd put the next line in, it would have given it away, but. She says like a hat or something. Yeah, she's like, oh, I love Jane. Yeah, I know Jane is. R.I.P. Jane. She's not dead. That just means like, I'm sad she's gone. 
she's she's living with Reverend Appleby Thornton. Yeah, not under the brush. They'll be uh, they'll be fully married. Thank you, But why did we not get a wedding? That's what I'm annoyed yeah. about. I know. Oh, that would have been I such know. A lovely wedding. I know. Well, also, girls, like, I watched that episode again, obviously, obviously, and, like, Reverend Abby Thornton is so sweet and cute and, like, just... Annoying, but amazing. I know! He loved it! Would you marry him? Yes! I think yes, Max. You need you need to find your Reverend Abby Thornton. I think somebody like that would be good for you. I would love. I would never have to speak again. Yeah, you would just <laughs> <laughs> you could just silently kind of float through everything in life. I don't know. Just like on like, foreign holidays, Alex, and you always know a bit of the language, and then people come to ask for our order, and I just look at you, and you order for me. <laughs> So what she's saying there is I do a bit of research in the language of the place and I order some it and I'm like trying to do, you know, and she does not take any interest and just wants to sit there silently. Yeah, yeah. Well, and actually that Reverend Abbey Thornton is the international travel of the two of them. So he would be able to do Yeah, that. I'd be fine he, with that. He could order all of your meals when you go to, um, when you go Sierra. to Africa. Yeah, when you go to Sierra Leone. Yeah. Also, girls, like the scene where he asks her to the dance is so sweet i mean he's just like well if you know you can say no but um do you want to go and also like i guess i'll stop talking now and then there's this dead silence for like five seconds and he's like okay i guess i'll start talking again like well you know like it's just it's just like it's just so there's something just so disarmingly charming about this man and i i just i just think it's i, I think just, i see myself in him because i am a silent spiller yeah. And I yeah. know that it can really grate on people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever watch Dairy Girls? Have you guys seen those shows? Oh, love oh, Dairy Girls. Dairy love Girls. Dairy Girls. If you okay. haven't watched it, any viewers, watch Dairy Girls. It's hilarious. Oh my god, Dairy Girls is amazing. But there's a there's an uncle on that show that his name is like, I don't know, like Uncle George or something like that. Uncle and he's like Colm. Colm. Colm, yeah, exactly. And he's like a great uncle to the to the main character girls. And he's, you know, he's an uncle to the older characters. And they're at like, I don't know, a funeral or some family thing or whatever. And they're all standing around in the circle and the uncle is talking and he's just like talking and talking and talking and talking. This whole character is he just talks, talks, talks and never stops. And the mother on the show just goes, oh, I'm going to have to interrupt you for a second. And so he stops talking. And then she's like, I don't have anything to say. I just had to interrupt you because I couldn't listen anymore <laughs> to what you were saying. And I, that's, that's like the same vibe. And I actually joked with my mom that I would have to do that to her at some point because she's a huge, she's a huge talker. But that, like, whenever I think of that scene, it just makes me laugh so hard because I just think it's so funny that she just interrupted him for no reason. Okay, so we took a little diversion there. Okay, next quote. <clears throat> It has been known that the prospect of, of the altar can bring on the symptoms of a grumbling appendix. I, I, well, back to you, Tran. You try. Now, I think they're talking about Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Because he, he was in hospital. Yeah, with an appendicitis yeah. and he was about to get married, yeah. Now, who said that? I think it was Sister Monica Jane. <laughs> I don't. Bex, why would Sister Monica Joan be at the London talking about Jimmy? It's the kind of thing she would say, but it was the doctor. It was the doctor. It was the doctor. Uh, yeah, Remember that doctor. horrible doctor who just was like passing off everything because he was like just terrible at his job and he was always drunk. Um, okay, 
No, he had an illness. He wasn't drunk, was he? He had Parkinson's oh, or something. Yes, that's right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to that doctor. He was he was not a good doctor. And he was probably other- drunk as well. He was he was awful. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Okay. Um, it's as though we're all involved in some gigantic lie. And well, I'm just not dishonest by nature. Hmm. What do you guys think about that one? Bex? So what's the we need to narrow it down? What's the gigantic lie? Well, hang on, we can tell we can it sounds like something Trixie would say, but I don't know think it is. Right, hang on, let me think. What's the gigantic? It feels like we're all involved in one gigantic lie. Say it again, please, Jen. It's as though we're all involved in some gigantic lie. And well, I'm just not dishonest by nature. We know I think it's Cynthia. Hmm? Is it Cynthia? No, it's none of the midwives, if that helps you. But she is a medical professional. Is it the nurse? It is a nurse. The nurse, the sister who was with Jenny Lee. Oh, no! Patsy Mount! Yes! Patsy, Patsy, Patsy! Yes! So Pat, this was Patsy's first episode and I love Patsy so much. And so I just had to get um, a thing in. Also, it's not dishonesty, but I thought this was an interesting quote because we know something about Patsy in later seasons that she's concealing at this point. Oh, yeah. Can I just so, say about Patsy as well? Like, this is a big, big, this is a bit of a bombshell. But like, I feel like I feel about Patsy the way you feel about Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't fancy her, but if I was going to turn lesbian, it would be her. Like, I think she's so beautiful and so amazing. I just love her. Yeah, and in real life, yeah. she's won an Oscar. And I felt like this before she won an Oscar. So, you know, I've got she good taste. an Oscar? Yeah. Wait, for what? Emerald Fennel. Fennel she won and uh, she wrote, um, oh, what was the film called, Bex? You carry on and I'll find out the film. Yeah, you look it up because I didn't realize she'd won an Academy Award. That's amazing. But also, yeah. Camilla Brown. Yeah, that that doesn't make me like I don't fancy it. But if I if I if I could, I would. I know. I will say, Patsy is she's she's gorgeous. Her personality is amazing. I mean, promising young woman. Oh, she wrote that. Yeah. Oh, and she directed it. So she got best original screenplay, Best... best director, best picture. Yeah, she was a nominee, but she won the best original screenplay. Is that the one with Carrie? Mulligan. Yeah. Mulligan. Oh yeah. my god, I didn't realize she wrote that. And directed oh. it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, amazing. I I will say, like, I I've got good like, taste in women. <laughs> you really do. You really do. I may I may join you on that bandwagon when she gets to be a bigger character. Definitely. I just think she's great. Oh my god. I I, I love her. She's she's oh yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll go into Patsy in detail. Okay. Uh Sometimes you have to admit defeat and let the world turn as it must. I think it's a nun. Mm-hmm. Which one, Alex? Oh, God. Uh, I, I, they're all molded into one. Is it Sister... Sister I've got one bit, Sister. Uh, Monica Joan? No. Damn it. Evangelina. Yes, Evangelina. Oh. So, 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 so cute. Not so, not so cute. So close. Um. So this is the scene where. <laughs> so this is the scene where Jenny has been going over to um 
Dougie's house. And, yeah. Yeah. And she's just like doing everything all the time. And she's exhausted because, you know, and, and Sister Evangelina is like, oh, you know, how's the nannying job going? Like, as long as you're all along with your regular midwife duties. And she's like, what do you mean? And she's like, listen, like, I know you feel bad. We've all been there, but you have to just kind of like let things figure themselves out now. Like, you can't keep holding up the screen. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Family, like, and then she says, sometimes you have to de- admit defeat and let the world turn as it must. And like, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to either sink or swim and you've got to kind of let them do what they're going to do. And I, and I will say like, I listened to that and I, 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 I felt I really like that because I've been in that situation, not the same situation, but I've been in tough situations with clients where I want to hold on and I want to like keep, you know, kind of holding them up. But at, at a certain point, you just have to let people be people. So I don't know, just this, this show is just so great on many levels. Um, but she was right to keep holding on. She was, she was, but they're, they're, you know, they were, this was in the point in the episode where they're starting to get to a breaking point and it's like, you know, you've got to, she she did a lot and she should have done a lot but at the same time we were you know you're navigating those tricky waters of okay i've grown accustomed to the sound of your voice it's strange when you aren't talking <laughs> is it jane and the reverend appleby thornton i love you guys can't see this our listeners but i love vex's face she was like her just her little eyes lit up so much um yes that's when they're at the that's when they're at the like bus depot or train depot and they're saying goodbye to each other and she's just kind of blurted out this whole big thing and you know oh and she's run out yeah yeah it's so sweet it's so sweet I wanted to I really wanted to put some stuff in with them because I just love them so much and and I and I tried to pick something that wasn't you know like whatever but i i really like that i just i just the way she says i've grown accustomed to the sound of your voice and also it's not as if we can talk about her in future series because she was axed <laughs> unceremoniously I well know. hang on she might have asked to leave well perhaps the actress can get in touch and speak to us about what happened <laughs> yeah we need oh your side God. yeah we want to hear what happened this is your chance to redress the pub- yeah it's th- that is something they do on the show. They ha- people leave in very like strange ways, which we can t- talk about more. Okay, now here we go. Next quote: What do you think you're playing at? Now take that off before you go to hell. Now I know. I think Who is it? Who is it? I think it's when Sister Monica Joan is trying to get out of going to this to the mother house, and she's thrown what she's thrown out of the window. Her wimple. Her wimple. And one of the kids is using it as a cape in the street. And who shouts it? 
Trixie. Well done. Trixie! Trixie! Okay. Um, yes. Good. Okay. Very good. I just love that when she says take that off before you go to hell. I just thought that was so funny. Okay. Um, matrons in charge. Virgins of iron. Just don't ask me to go anywhere near the men's ward. Is it Patsy? Is either Patsy or Jenny Lee? No. Oh. Matrons in charge. Just don't ask me to go anywhere near the men's ward. Is someone going to the London? No. Oh. Is it the uh the the where they give birth? Oh, uh, is the sanatorium? No. The no. maternity hospital. No. Why would there be a men's ward in the maternity? Oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> well, you say that, Bex, but could happen. So I'll, I'll, I, you, you, this is the first one you guys haven't gotten. So this is also Trixie. This is what she says to Jenny right after she's come back from that horrible date where she was abused or she was assaulted by um, Clifford Rains. She's, they, she says something like, they're, like Cynthia's just gone to, to um, fetch the avocado. And Jenny was like, oh, you're going to be back at it soon. And she's like, no. She's like, why don't we just go start a hospital like all of our own? She's like, matron in charge, virgins of iron. She said, just don't ask me to go anywhere near the men's ward. Because she just was like, doesn't want to deal with men at this point. It was the matrons in charge, virgins of iron that got me. Okay. It goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I saw so many. Okay. Um, at this moment. I only know I'm not turning my back on you because of you. I'm doing it because of him. <gasps> Do you know who it is, Max? I'm going to let Alex answer this one. <laughs> That's a no. And it's Sister Bernadette. <laughs> well, she's still Sister Bernadette. Uh, uh -huh. When he does his, like, Jeffrey Dahmer kiss on her hand. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up Jeffrey Dahmer. I knew you knew I was going to bring up Jeffrey Dahmer, which is where I brought it up. <laughs> see this is the kind of telepathy that you get after decades of friendship okay yeah. all right uh next quote i don't know how you can walk in those things i'd feel a bit vertiginous myself now this is this is fred yes you know, because i was shocked by his use of the word vertiginous vertiginous yes yes so this is when she's got her vertiginous proximity <laughs> Proximity. This is when Trixie is trying on a new pair of high heels and she's trying to wiggle like Marilyn Monroe. And uh, she says, oh, Fred, can you chop off a bit of the heel to make me have like a more of a wiggle? And he's like, oh, I don't know how you can walk in those things. I feel a bit vertiginous myself. Um, okay. Oh, I'm very pleased to meet you. You look after your mother. Don't have her ever do the barrels. That's your job. Oh! Yeah! It's Oh, what's his name? Masterson. Mr. Master Masterson. Oh, when he was, oh. <laughs> I know. I just love them so much. And I just had to include a quote. And like, I just, was, just when he says to this little baby, like, you look after your mother. Like, I just, oh, I just couldn't. Oh, when it. he says, he says something like, you're just, you've just arrived and I'm just going. Oh my God, don't, I'm going to cry again. I know, I know. Well, I didn't want to put that line in because I knew that that would set us off and also be like very, very easy, but um, it's so sweet. Okay. All right. Next quote. Well, that's all tickety-boo and marvelous. Do give her my regards. We should get this. Come on, we can do it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's Sister Evangelina being facetious. Nope. No. 
That's all tickety boo. Give her my regards. I-, I can hear her saying it. Is it Jenny Lee? No. Hang on. It's all tickety boo and marvelous. Oh. Well, that's all tickety boo and marvelous. Do give her my regards. It's Chummy. No, it's not. It's not a woman. Oh. Oh! It's Doctor <laughs> Turner when Timothy's. It's Doctor Turner when he's trying to dig about um, Sister Bernadette in the sanatorium. <laughs> Yes, oh, that is yes, so yes. not chilled. I love it. <laughs> he's um, he's like, like he just heard the tricks, you know, like he's talking to Trixie about Sister Bernadette, and she's like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna go see her," and he's like, "Oh, really? Well, like, how's she doing?" And she says like some things. He's like, and you can tell he's just like, I like, I want, like, he just wants to say more, and so he just goes, "Oh, well, that's all tickety boo and marvelous. Well, do give her my regards." Like, just trying to be so cool and just so not being cool. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, just just to give a hint, this is two people speaking, okay? Okay. If anyone was to see us in this position with me behind you, I beg your pardon? I know exactly who this is. (laughs) I know who this is. This is one of our favourite scenes. It's Sister Angelina and Fred. (laughs) And Fred, yes, they're on the back of the they're on the back of the moped scooter bike, which is I just thought that was such a. Uh, and then he goes on to say, "Oh, well, you know, like I'm just teaching you or whatever, like that." But I just love that line. Okay. Um. Oh, hang me, draw me, quarter me, Cynthia. It was a family heirloom. You never should have trusted me with it. Oh, uh, it's chummy in those buttons. But then, can I just say they were only about twenty two years old? So don't get me wrong; it's not fine, <laughs> but it's not as family heirloom as you think. Yeah, it wasn't like it was some hundreds of years or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, I, just down get, Cynthia. <laughs> I just had to get chummy in here. Um, okay, you said it to me once. You're my friend and I want you to be happy. And one day, maybe this week, maybe next year, you're going to be happy with someone else and I'm going to be glad. Oh, we, <laughs> we know who. She had to get another quote in. She I got 10 more. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's Jimmy. But you of know course what? it's Jimmy. Of, of course, course it's Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. No, but the thing is, I will say, I put this in here because like, Jenny I do love him I do but um he's I think he's probably about four inches shorter than me but the thing is like I I think that Jenny is kind of like I bet Jen knows he's looked up his height hang on I can look that up he just does not look like a tall man but anyways but um but the thing is like Jenny's Jenny's kind of in her like miserable grump phase a little bit in this kind of part of the series and I do think that like what he says is very generous and very kind and like very supportive as a friend and so i listen i do have a soft yeah. opportunity considering that, she, considering that she ditched him and then mm-hmm. realized her mistake and then yeah yeah that he, he yeah i agree i agree okay um okay just for time i'm gonna i'm gonna skip this is this is this is one of my all-time most favorite quotes oh, i love this quote you belong to no one but yourself, and you know exactly where you're going. Stop looking being... up his. Fu- <laughs> I'm looking up his height. Um, I feel like I'm being really thick today. You belong to no one. He's not even oh. five seven. Um. Yeah, he's short. You can tell he's short. He's like yeah. as tall as Jenny, and in, in in like flat shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. Oh. I've got it. I'm still playing the game. Um, it is Sister Julianne talking to Sister Bernadette when she gets married. Yes. Oh, what a yes. scene. 
You belong to no one but yourself, and you know exactly where you're going. Girls, it is one of the most beautiful lines of television ever, and it is delivered by one of the best characters ever. And like, like, two one of the best characters. Oh, I want to put it on a mug. I want to put it on a t-shirt. I want to like, you know, like frame it and put it on my wall. You know what? Maybe that could be me called the midwife uh, merchandise. Oh. Okay, listeners, do you want t-shirts that say this quote? Like, oh my goodness. Or mugs. Or mugs or like a little fridge magnet or something? Like, please let us know. Oh my god, I would I would kill for that merch. I I would pay top dollars. Um okay. Uh, And she'd have that on the front and then she'd have a picture of Jimmy on the back. (laughs) Uh can I have mine without Jimmy? I'll have a I'll have a picture of uh, uh, Patsy Mao. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'd have a t-shirt with like a little Jimmy's face, but it says, and I'm going to be glad. <laughs> That's what I would have. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. So those are the quotes. I had a few more, but just for time, we'll kind of, you know, skip and, um, you know, finish up the show, like finish up the other parts of the show. So, yeah. But that was very good. That was very good. I will say well I done, a Jen. lot of- You were brilliant. That was Thank you so much. much. Thank you. Thank well you. done. I, I enjoy pulling these out. It reminds me of- of all the like the little moments that you know sometimes don't get enough attention so I want to shine a little light on them okay so that wraps up season two um a lot of a lot of great moments in the season and um yeah, from Jimmy re- <laughs> a lot of yeah a lot of great Jimmy moments. I mean most of the great moments in the whole series were from him as, as far as I'm concerned. Jimmy just like, carried the series mm-hmm, not, not mm-hmm. for me yeah, yeah. As long as Jimmy was on screen, it was like, you know, Technicolor. And then when he left, it, the whole show just got more, <laughs> you know, gray, black and white. <laughs> he was he was the special angel of my of my heart in this series. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not even that obsessed with him, but like you've now made it into such a thing that I tell I'm just, that to you. I'm quotes. Gonna go with tell that. that to you. Quotes, you're not that obsessed with him. <laughs> oh gosh okay you know what I'm just gonna own it all right I just you know listen it's when you're I'm it's hard out here being single sometimes I've got to tell you okay all right so heroes and zeros of the week so who wants to go first okay so this is heroes and zeros heroes and zeros of the whole series of the oh sorry 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 yes of the whole series two so beginning to end of series two heroes and zeros Ladies, what's so my say? my hero is Jane. Oh, of course, of course, of course. I just loved her. She was just such a gentle character, and just the evolution that she had over the course of the series. Just she blossomed. She met the Reverend Appleby Thornton. Just growing in confidence. Just loved everything about Jane, and I'm and sorry. Club outfit, that... The club outfit was amazing. Oh, when she wore the polar neck. Mm-hmm. Um. And then my zero will be Jenny. <gasps> oh, okay. Because she turned Jimmy down. Then mm-hmm. she realized she liked Jimmy, but it was too late to get Jimmy. And then I really do think she, with the whole, like, how many pregnant women does she come across where they've got themselves into a sticky situation? They know that. They wouldn't have got married, but they're going to do the right thing. And she actively encouraged Jimmy not to do the right thing. And then I think she was a bit sorry when it worked out well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 
he didn't yeah. wish him well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jenny, he might do Yeah, well, Go I was ahead. just no, I was just gonna say Jenny, Jenny. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, on to another Jenny, Jennifer Davini. Um you you next. <laughs> okay. Um oh I I I just had it. Oh my zero for this series, and this is not gonna be like resolved in future series, but um so many the no let me phrase this correctly my zero is the lack of so many basic human and equitable rights for women and this series highlighted a lot of them and they were they just reminded me of you know how far we've come how so far we have to go and like if you do not have the right to control your own body, your own destiny, your, you know, the ability to live autonomously, you, you don't have, you, you lose a lot. And I just, I, you know, we saw a lot of tough stuff in this season and I just, I just feel very strongly about that. So I just want, you know, I want women to be equal members in society. And um, so. That that was so much better than mine. (laughs) um i mean jimmy i don't know what else to say (laughs) no 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 jimmy's not my hero i actually i want to highlight sister evangelina as my hero because she is one of my all-time favorite characters and she had so many good lines and she is so wise but she's also so loving and she just always like is willing to plumb the depths of you know, like her own understanding of the world, like learning and, you know, growing as a person and like her compassion and care just are legendary. And I just love her. And Sister Evangelina is just my top, top. I love her. Right. Now, what mine was going to be Sister Julianne. Oh, zero or hero. Hero, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> she was going to be my, my hero because I think the way she dealt with Sister Bernadette leaving and everything. And then, mm. Jen, you've just said Sister Evangelina that was I'm basically then going to go for. So I'm still going to go for Sister Evangelina. Because okay. I just feel like the way she dealt with the way Sister Bernadette left was mm. just so much. Like, she was had so much pain, but she just put it all to the side for her okay. friend. Like, she, mm-hmm. she didn't even try and stop her or say anything. And, like, didn't even do it with a face like Sister Julianne did. She was just yeah. amazing. I also think she's just such a badass. Like, on the motorbike scene, was one of my favourite things I've ever seen in my life. She's yeah. just, and also the going up to the ship, like she did better than we, than any all of us three combined. Like, yeah, I just love her. I think she's amazing, and I think at first she seems quite brusque, but I just think she's an absolute gem, yeah. right? She definitely so, softened as it went on, didn't she? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she's my, she's my number one. She is my hero of the week, ladies. My zero of the week. <laughs> it's Jimmy. Oh, no. <laughs> And I can tell you for why. Not because I'm sick of hearing his quotes. Well, I am. Um, it's because, how is he getting away with this behaviour? If that was any other dad who'd, like, just got someone pregnant and then told someone else they loved them and wanted to be with them, like, I'm sorry, that is not acceptable behaviour. Like, he's just going around <laughs> getting an excuse for it because he's cute and on casualty. No. <laughs> uh, I'm not into Jimmy. I think he's boring and I think he's really annoying and I think he's just there trying to, like, he's there shaming better, um, 
Jenny for like not going out with him and <laughs> around the table and stuff. I just don't like him and I'm sick of you liking him and I'm glad he's going. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my zero of the whole series, Jimmy. Oh, what a way to end the series. Yes, it's a good way for me. It's like I've got all this angst about Jimmy out. You had I to just Alex exercise yourself. What yeah, but, you say like, stop excusing him because he's good looking to you. Like, I don't, also, I don't think he's that good looking. I think he looks like a child. There, you upset it. Upset it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> God, well, for, okay. Uh, listen, I do not excuse everything just because he's good looking. That's not what it is. I do genuinely think that, like, in many of the scenes, he makes fair points, and like, it like if he, he has... was really ugly, you would not excuse as much as you have. <laughs> <laughs> I may not have excused as much, but I still would excuse a lot, and I will say, like, he, like, uh, like, I do think, I. I do he's a zero. He... He's my zero. <laughs> it's not changing. I'm not saying Jimmy never did no wrong, but I'm just saying, like, I do. I he, do... When he was doing it, he looked really good. <laughs> no, I think he just. I think he just called out Jenny, and I think he just spoke some truths that were hard to hear for her. Okay. I don't care about the Jenny thing. I don't care about the Jenny thing at all. It's about the fact that he got someone pregnant, and then basically told Jenny he loved her straight afterwards. Like it was always you. Listen. He didn't. He didn't coerce Francine into doing anything she didn't want to do. Well, like, now do we know? Did we see we the scene of conception? That, <laughs> we know now that Francine trapped him. No, yes, she exactly. trap him. Of course she did. She was like, "Oh, the second I, the second I, I haven't even told him that I, I'm pregnant yet, but I'm already at my first gynecological appointment, and so I know that, that he's going gonna... to." How does that mean she trapped him just because she knew she was pregnant? Like she just wanted to make sure first before she told him. Mm, I don't Again, know. I don't see excusing it. Jimmy. I don't. I don't see it that way at all. I feel like I like. Granted, like they both did something. I mean, Jimmy and, and hang on, like, hang on, hang on. Did we have big, massive conflabs about your two zeros? No, we are <laughs> keeping with my zeros. I'm not asking you to change. I'm not asking you to change your zero. I'm just saying that, like, you just you arguing know... with me <laughs> <laughs> about my zero, and it still stands. It stands. It definitely stands. But I'm just saying, I don't think the only reason that I give Jimmy a bit of credit is because of his looks. I think I also give, give Jimmy credit because of the situation that he's in and the things that are happening. And I think that he does deserve his side of the story as well. <laughs> you reminded me of then, Sister Monica Jane. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Dagger, dagger in my heart. What a roast, Bex. Is that because I dragged him in? Dragger to Helen back. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, you know what? Fair points all. And I think we, and I respect everyone's heroes and zeros. And I see everyone's points. And, and actually, we don't, I don't think we'll ever really, you know, talk about Jimmy that much again. Thank God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you I'll for listening. Listen forever, I'll carry an eternal torch, but no. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for listening to our season two recap. Next week, we are going to be doing a translation episode. Also, mm -hmm. readers' questions. Readers? Listeners' questions. Call it a listener special. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, thank you. 
recall the midwife, a listener special. Yeah, because basically we're gonna we're gonna anything anybody who sent in suggestions of things they'd like us to talk about, we're gonna basically run through all of those. And mm-hmm. we're gonna drink Horlicks live on the podcast. I say live, we're recording it on the podcast. I'm you, I my head. I've not had Horlicks ever. Have any of you? No. I'm not sure. Oh, you didn't even know you had an ice cream when you were little, so don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anything before last week, Bex just has no institutional memory of it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not sure of it. But so, yeah, I can't confirm either way. <laughs> Point being, you, you won't never. remember when you do have it. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely never had it. I've definitely never had it. Yeah, we'll also do a bunch of random things. And, um, you know, if we could just ask if you could, if you could like, if you could um, follow the show, if you'd like to leave a comment, um, a review, we would love all of that. As subscribe. Well. Yep, subscribe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. See you next, next week. Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.